What's brewing, ATX? Question mark. Oh, that was my best interpretation of Ron Burgundy. Welcome to another episode of What's Brewing ATX, where this week it's just the boys here. Myself, Jonathan Ratcliffe, Greg Carlson, and Ian Grossman. What's happening? This week, hombres. That's right. We are going to talk to you about our favorite books of 2019, hoping to share a little bit of wisdom and inspiration for you all. Mm. Who want to add to your reading list? The must-read books of 2020. Got to have them on your list. That's right. We've read these. We've confirmed it. And we're going to talk to you a little bit about each of them. As always, please be sure to subscribe to us. Give us that five-star review if we deserve it. Follow us at What's Brewing ATX. And, of course, if you know someone who is interested in being on our show or deserves the spotlight, let us know. We'd love to have them on. We're looking to add to our calendar for 2020. That's right. We're, we've, this is episode 38. 38. And we're going to keep on trucking. We'll see how many we can get. We are. At least 52 in 2020, right? That's right. Let's do it. All right. Who's going who's gonna to open this up? It'll be super informal today. You forgot one little thing. <laughs> Speaking of opening up. That's right. We accidentally opened up our drinks prior to starting the show. Must be thirsty today. Um, but as always, we're going to drink. We're going to drink, and we're going to do a collab drinking session from Throwback. some of the drinks that we've had early on, because I have a still a fridge full of beer and brews that we've had throughout the show. I will be sipping on Austin Eastsider's Original Dry Cider. Mm. Greg, what are you sipping on? I've got Flying Man Brewing Company Water Bomber Watermelon Wheat. Brewed with actual watermelon. I remember that one. Sounds delicious. It's like fruit in a cup. I'm excited for what I'm drinking, the Save the World Brewing Company Lux Monday, because this was an episode that I missed with Cody from River City Wellness. That's right. I was not there, so. You're going to give it a try. I'm going to give it a try. Cool. Gosh, that's tasty. Mm-hmm. Wow. Always delicious. Summer in a glass. Hatter's Beer Ale. Pater's Beer Ale. Mm-hmm. So you said that we're going to talk about our top book recommendations for 2020. We're heading into the end of 2019. That's right. We've all done a good bit of reading this year, yeah? Yeah, we, I feel like we've got to give the folks a little context here. You know, you, your business expands as much as you do, grows as much as you do. So, you know, reading and educating yourself is definitely a big part of of business ownership and, and being the best person you can be. For sure. So we're all avid readers, strongly believe in it. And mind you, when oh, we please. say reading, oh. it can be reading, it can be audible books, doesn't matter. I have found that this year it's been just much, much more efficient for me to do audiobooks because I'm in the car all the time, driving around clients and such. So actually the last five books that I've really? read. read slash listened to were audiobooks. So. I'm on. I still haven't been. I still haven't crossed over yet. Yeah. Oh, once you go audio, it's hard to. I like. I like paperback too. If if I if you can I really like the, dedicate the time and um, 
especially when you're traveling and stuff. I love that. It's just hard for me sometimes to get through past like 20 pages at night without yeah. falling asleep. Well, there's that. You can listen to an audiobook while you're driving, while you're walking the neighborhood, whatever. Right. Um, it is a little bit more of a commitment to sit down, read the book. I just like holding it. I like smelling the pages of a mm. book. And I have a lot. Do you guys have a library card? No. No. Got to get a library card. Okay. So it's Free. just a fun setting to go to then. I like going to the library and getting books. The Austin library. And they awesome. smell so good. And the Austin library, Matt, the new one downtown is incredible. And you can you can couple this with turning that, that blue light off at night, turning your phones off and yep. just shutting down and just reading for a bit. Just it read. really does put you in this different state before yeah. Talk sleeping. Talk about putting yourself to sleep. Yeah. Pick awesome. up a good book. Pick up a good book. So, so who's going to kick it off? Jonathan, you want to? I'll kick it off. Sure. Give us your first recommendation. We'll just go round. Yep. A little round robin. Yeah, let's do it. So the first one, Take I'm notes, sure everybody. many, many of you have heard of this. Uh, I've read this one about six or seven years ago, and then I decided to reread it because I'm in a totally different place now. And there's a 20th anniversary that came out uh, on the audiobook. I'm sure it's paperback as well. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, yeah. um, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, um, the author, Robert Kawasaki? Kiyosaki. Kiyosaki. Yes, Kawasaki. I used to ride dirt bikes. Kiyosaki um, talks about his he had an ex or his, his real dad growing up, which he refers to as his rich dad, his poor dad in the book, and then his uh, best friend's dad who um, sort of raised him in a way who was the savvy rich dad. Um, and so he goes through the, um, the story of how his dad raised him, you know, focus on your education first, save money, yada, yada, which is kind of the more traditional route um, that we all hear growing up to the, the rich dad who has um, multiple businesses, uh, has he firmly believes in creating an asset column as opposed to a liability column, which is essentially what you're doing when you're not creating assets. Yeah. Um, so it just really opens up. And fortunately, I'm in a business and uh, where we're surrounded by people that have this mindset. Yet I just see so many times with friends, family, especially um, that are kind of stuck in that. Um, the phase in their life where they're not building their assets. And I mean, I'm not talking about like in their 20s because, you know, people are still figuring things out, but 30s, 40s, 50s, 60-year-old that still are renting and and not just renting, but also um, don't have a lot to show for in terms of net worth. And so this book just like opened up my mind to, I mean, it was, it was awesome to, to see firsthand how one little um sort of train of thoughts can turn into a one asset that turns into five to 10 assets. And yeah. then over time, not that long either, five, 10, 15 years, um, you can have this passive income that, I mean, supports yourself and then some, and then so whatever you're doing for work or your profession is just side money. Essentially. Enjoy it. Yeah. So it's, well, I mean, nice have you guys life, read this dude. book? Yeah. That was actually totally. one of the first books I read that, kind of was the propulsion behind my entrepreneurial endeavors. Oh, I awesome. remember I was in college 
and uh, I was taking these classes because I just enjoyed them. And then I read this book, and that's when I started really just diving in. And uh, I, I knew what I was supposed to do at that point after yeah. reading it. When you look at like, I remember back in high school, there were books we were required to read. Yeah. Like, why the hell isn't Rich Dad Poor Dad a required book for high schoolers? And not just a book, read. but why is there not a course on yeah. this? Why is there not an entire, I mean, this has, think about it. When you're, you know, in school, there's never like a finance course, like how to manage your finances. How to build your credit. Nothing. Nothing. No, you just Practical you just stuff. go and you learn science, you learn math, you learn English, yada yada, and then you get thrown into the world, and then it's like, oh, I'm not applying any of that stuff. Now I have to figure out stuff that I've never learned. Yeah. Finances. Why the heck is that not a part of the curriculum? This needs to be and taught. Yeah, everywhere. And if you're listening, From being a little kid, absolutely, all the way up. If you're listening, you haven't read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Do it now, today. Go Easy to Amazon to and buy the book. Yeah, it's Easy. very enjoyable. That's a that's a buyer too. That's a book that you yeah. buy to keep on your bookshelf. And feel free to pass it along to the next person yep. when you're done Pay with it. it. But buy it, read it. It's short. It's easy to follow. The audio book was super easy as well. But I mean, no brainer. You got to get that one. One golden nugget that sticks out when I think of that book is the the poor dad says, "Oh, we can't afford that." And then the rich dad proposes the question, how, how can, can we afford, we afford that? Yeah. yeah, that was stuck out to me a lot. And he pretty much does that with everything. Like, so it's, it's pretty awesome. Cool. All right, who's got the next one? Oh, G dot, what you this. got? Yeah, what do we have here? Uh, so I just finished up Atomic Habits. Mm, that's on my reading list. It's, uh, it's an amazing book. And what I most enjoyed about it, um, it talks about that. Shoot, what were some golden nuggets? I just, I just finished it. You know how that happens sometimes. Yeah. Um, you haven't even digested it. I you haven't even had time to digest to, to digest it. Yeah. How about this? You know, because that one's not coming to me right now. I'll come back to that. Shut up and listen. Um, is is a fantastic book because he talks about going into your business with a fine tooth microscopic lens, like um, down to the nitty gritty. Like say you own a restaurant, making sure every single text on the menu is perfect, right? Um, if something is wrong on a table, it's always fixed and down to the, to the littlest things. And he said that if you're operating a business, you need to look at it through a magnifying glass. Uh, that really stuck out to me. Which I'm sure yeah. probably means to not like, not prolong doing business because of those tiny things to look at. Yet once you get the business and once you're to just refine it, right? To to look at every pinpoint everything. Exactly. Don't skip any steps at all. Love that. Like when you're moving forward, take it slow so you can really, really build your foundation in the right way. Nice and. Also, for those listening, they won't all be just business books. We'll, we'll get into yeah. our personal and fun stuff. I think you have a fiction coming up, right? I have a fiction, which I wasn't sure when I was going to throw it in, but I might as well Do start now. with it. it. Um, and before I say my book, do you guys have the app Goodreads? No. no. Okay. When we're done here, download it. If you're listening, pull out your phone right now, download Goodreads. It's, a, it's an app that you literally just – 
keep track of all your books. You can look up re book reviews. You can connect with people and see what they're reading. You can put books in your want to read shelf. So for me, anytime someone says a book or I hear, you know, someone talking about a book that they just read, if it sounds interesting to me, I pull out Goodreads and I add it to my want to read shelf. So whenever it's time for a new book, that's just where I pull from. And I, don't, I never forget Love it. the book. So as you're listening right now, you can, you know, add all of our book recommendations into I like that. Want to read. Cool. Um, That's what I use for my notes right now. I like in notes. I just, yeah. So in Goodreads, you could see like, you know, author reviews, mm. all that kind of stuff awesome. in one spot. Um, so I'm going to go with a book that I read for the second time this year. It's fiction. I love historical fiction. Yeah. Um, I find world war two fiction to be like the most interesting. So this book, once we were brothers, I've, my mom gave me the book to read and I pass it on to a bunch of my college friends that aren't necessarily interested in world war two historical fiction, but they all like this book. I'm telling you, you fly, like you don't want to put it down. And I never understood that with books when people are like, it's a, it's a page turner. You're not going to want to stop reading it. Yeah. That didn't make sense to me because I was never like a big reader, but this book literally like, you finish a chapter and they're all pretty short chapters. You finish it and you're like, I can't go to sleep yet. I got to go to the next or you down. don't want to put it down. Um, it's suspenseful. It's just like overall good, uh, just good writing. And it's one of those books. It's like, it is a page turner. So it's once we were brothers, it's by Ronald H. Balson. And again, I usually don't read books twice And this one. I was like, all right, I forgot about it. I got to go a second right, time around. Right. Cool. Um, yeah, it's a World War II historical fiction. I don't yeah. want to give too much no. detail don't, don't because you just got to read it. But highly recommend everyone I've ever passed it on to is like, that's the best book I've ever read. What? Maybe one day they make a movie about it. Is that good? I, I, yeah, I thought that. But sometimes when they make the movie, it doesn't do because right, the right. book. You picture everything in your head. It's your own. It's your own movie. Yeah, yeah. And then they come out with a movie. You're like, well, that's not how I pictured right, this character right. or that. So I'm almost fine keeping that one as a as just a book. But fair enough. Um, yeah. Once we were brothers. Cool. Uh, all right. The next one I have is sort of a personal um, passion of mine is to learn about longevity mm -hmm. and just having the ultimate healthy um, long-term and vitality um, life. So lifespan, it's called lifespan. Um, it Who's came out in, yeah. David Sinclair is David. the author, came out in September. Um, and I listened to the audio, it's a, it's a kind of a bigger book too. Um, Amazing. So this guy, he's the leading doctor in longevity. Um, he'll tell you why you age and what it means to age. Uh, and it is something as simple as like a scientific, hey, here's why you age. It's, you know, what, what your body's doing. Um, he'll tell you how he believes and many, many people believe and there's kind of empirical evidence that um, you can reverse aging and or slow it down. Um, to the point where it sounds crazy, but we could live as long as we want to live. And so he talks about what that looks like. 
um, and what, what amazing discoveries are going on right now and what's already in place and what the future looks like. And then also, of course, many people are like, what the heck? If we live forever, the world would be chaotic and crazy. Well, he has a, a little, um, he has an idea about that as well and what that would look like. So, um, not everybody's going to do it. Not everybody's going to do what it takes to live. Of course not. That long. Um, and yet it's pretty interesting if everyone in the world did that, what that would look like. Yeah. Um, so lifespan, I just, I encourage everyone who's interested in health or just Living curious. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on, who isn't? We're just curious about that topic. There's definitely a lot of science to it and there's some crazy words uh, that are in there that you're going to learn about. Although it's, anyone can read it and immediately just be like, dumbfounded by what's going on right now in the world um, of science. That's really cool. cool. going to add these all yeah, on man. the list. Yeah, that's awesome. Was it a good listen? Because sometimes when you get an audio book, it can be... No, I was fascinated. And it is, it is read by him, Dave. Uh, oh, that's always Dave helpful. Sinclair, so. Dave, the author, reads it. And he has yeah. some passion around it, for sure. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. What you got? What's next? Cool. Uh, all right. So, I remembered what my golden nugget was for atomic habits okay and it's that when people set their goals it's surrounded by the identity associated with that goal so if you say oh i want to make a million dollars right well why do you want to make a million dollars yeah and they're like oh because i want to be rich but why do you want to be rich well because you want to be this is where the identity comes in you want to be a wealthy and successful person Okay, that's the identity, right? Um, so then it proposes that you ask the questions to yourself every day with every single habit. Is what I'm doing right now a habit of a wealthy person? Would a wealthy person do this? And we can relate this to like losing weight, right? Uh, would a fit person be eating this right now? You know, what, what would a fit, how, how much would a, a person that's in shape be working out today? Um, and then it, it gets you to ask yourself those questions uh, as time goes on. And then the next piece was to start small. Say you want to journal every day because journaling is a success habit, right? Um, what does that look like if you just hate writing things down? So, for example, they said write one line per day hmm. in your journal. If it's really a pain in the neck to do something like that, just start with one line. And then eventually it's going to become a habit and then it's going to become embedded in your identity. And the more thoughts will come, you'll want, you'll just naturally want to write more. Exactly. And then most of your time will be filled up during the day after time, after a while of all productive habits that have to do with the identity that you want to mm -hmm. convey. And it's pretty cool. We're all in an accountability group together. We talk about our goals at the beginning of the week for those who – are listening um and greg this week you said or i forgot what it came up that why do we want to journal or something and and then someone said well to ideally put your put your thoughts down on paper um you could also do this by recording it putting your thoughts into a, a device um and and why would you do that what's what's the reason you would put your thoughts on paper Actually, like in a physical journal, or or yeah, or even recording it. Oh. Something we talked about was, well, one to to bring 
to light what you're thinking all yeah. the time and kind of expand acknowledge. That. Yeah, acknowledge it. Keep it top of mind and get it off your chest, for lack of a better term. Yeah, too. yeah, really. Um, I've read a book called Getting Things Done Fast, and they talk. He talks about that how scientists talk about pens not being a pen, but a cognitive something tool. I forget the middle word, but it's a, like a cognitive blank tool. And because when you write something down, the percentage increase of you remembering it skyrockets. So it's yeah. more than just a pen. It's a tool to actually increase your abilities. Right. Um, so, so if you're writing one line down a day, you're going to think about that line. That's your theme for the day, essentially. Could very well be. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Nice. Ian, what's right, the next one? So, going to the business side now, you have a fiction. We're going to do a nonfiction. This is if you are uh, in any type of business where social media is important to you, which nowadays is any type of business. Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk is one that you've got to read. And I always thought, like, when you read a book, it's got to be front to back. Especially with nonfiction, definitely not true. Like, always feel free to jump around in books, and crushing it is definitely a book where it's worth jumping around in because there's different topics. So, so the main idea of it, Gary Vaynerchuk is a huge entrepreneur, huge social media guru, and he knows, like, he was using YouTube before anyone else knew yeah. what YouTube's capabilities were, and he's predicted what Facebook, Instagram, all these platforms were going to do before it happened. So in this book, he highlights Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, um, podcasts, and YouTube. And he even says now, so we're in the end of 2019. He wrote this about 18 months ago. He was like, I didn't even talk about TikTok or LinkedIn. which are LinkedIn, the one you're hot on right Yeah, now, which right? are two huge platforms that he's like, if you are not on those right now, what the hell are you doing? Like, get your app, get your, go to the app store, download them, create an account, and start pr- producing content for those, um, for those platforms. But crushing it, he'll go into why each of the different platforms are important, and then he does like a little case study. So he'll do a made-up story like Sharon is a real estate agent. And she's trying to figure out how to use Facebook in her business. And he does like he creates this whole fake story about how Sharon, the real estate agent, can use Facebook in her business. And a lot of the things that he's said in here, like we're doing now, you know, the podcast that we started at the beginning of this year really came from like Gary Vaynerchuk talking about how podcasts are a must do platform right now, because where else is audio? Where else are people listening? Right. Just listening, and it's pretty much podcast. Awesome. Um, so Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. Pick it up, read it, bounce around. You don't have to read it front and back. Sweet. Um, cool. My last book, well, maybe maybe it's the last one. I might throw one more in, is one that I'm reading right now. <clears throat> I'm about 75% of the way through, and it's uh, maybe uh, – Unpopular to some, written by Tom Brady himself, TB12. Uh, I know. When you told me that, I almost threw up. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm, I'm not a, a Tom Brady fanatic. I'm actually a Cowboys fan. 12 is his number. 
Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so TB12, um, reason I was interested in it was because he talked about the TB12 method, which he created with another guy who I can't remember his name. He's a, a doctor. And so Tom Brady talks about how early on in his career, um, he, he was very, um, he had a lot of tendon and joint issues. Uh, and a big part of that was because of the way, the traditional way that we train and strength train and condition um, is not backed up by what he now calls pliability. Um, and pliability is the lengthening and shortening of muscles um, mm. while they're in action. And essentially that as you're, as you get older or while you're young, you're very pliable, you know, in your teens and your twenties. Yeah. Katie um, can put her foot in her mouth. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're actually there's studies on, on, on um, like parents who, who had tried to mimic their children's really? yeah. like falls and all, and they were breaking all their bones. Yeah. Um, be because me. yeah. So as you're young, you're very pliable. As you get older, into your late 20s, 30s, 40s, you're less pliable, yet you are stronger. Uh, if you notice people, some of the... Old man strength. Old, old man, man strength, strength. The weight, you know, um, weight, uh, the biggest weight lifters right now, the yeah, biggest and baddest, the they're in their 30s and 40s, yeah. Um, yet, they're extremely, uh, not, not very pliable. So anyway, um, he talks about why you should incorporate pliability, and, and I'll let you... I'll let you listen to the book from there. But it's pretty I didn't realize he like branded this. Dang. So he's the system. co-founder of TB12. Yeah, the TB12 method. And now he's got figure that. a storefront and a gym and everything. 10X. It's like Orange Theory with TB12. Something like that. Yeah. Got a case of TB12. What you got? Last one. Oh, last one. All right. Written by Mr. David Goggins. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. This one too. Right now. Can't. Hurt me. Actually, I have it added. One of my favorites, too. only reason I didn't say it is because Greg was going to say it. This dude is the elite of the elite. Ex-Army Ranger, even though you're never an ex-Ranger. Ex-Navy SEAL, retired chief. Um, guy's the man. So one of the things that sticks out uh, as far as his stories go, he ran a 100-mile ultra marathon with barely any training. And the reason he did it is to just, oh, I think it was to raise money for something, but, um, and also to callous his mind. Okay. That's a principle of the book, callousing your mind. And he states, this is one of the golden nuggets I took from it, that most people operate at 30% of their capacity. So when you're running outside, going for a nice jog, and you're like, oh, I'm getting tired, well, you've, you've only expended 30% of what you can really, really <clears throat> give. How many workouts have you done since reading this book that you've pushed through beyond what you thought you could? Oh, it's changed my life, without a doubt. Absolutely. Yeah, my workouts have definitely changed. My mindset towards physical fitness has changed. The cookie jar. Yeah. For those of you who haven't read it yet. I know, I, I still need to read it. Remember. You guys have been talking about it for months. So good. It's a gripping story. As soon as you turn it on, the first 10 minutes, you are hooked. Remember yep. when he talks about his childhood? Absolutely. Gosh. Nice. He didn't grow up for much, I'll tell you that. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Last All right. one. Last one. Uh, I have it sitting in front of me. Jonathan, when he walked in, he was like, wow, that's a big book. 700 pager here? 
but don't get scared because you don't have to read it front to back. Like the last one, Tools of Titans. I'm just going to read what it says on the front because I feel like that pretty much narrows it down. It's by Tim Ferriss. He's a well-known author for our work week, for our body. He's got a big podcast. So it basically says the tactics, routines, and habits of billionaires, icons, and world-class performers. So he pulled all these successful people that he's had on his podcast, um, that he's just met through the grapevine, um, whether it's health, fitness, business, psychology, and he just asks them questions about how they're successful, how they live their daily lives, if they have quotes, what they would put on a billboard, if they could put anything on a billboard, and it's all in this book. So pretty much the way I use it, I'll just turn to a random page and read the page, get a little nugget, and then close it. Okay. So you really can, I mean. So it would be like this guy, interview CEO of blah, blah, blah. Yep. Here's his response. Yeah, so like Arnold Schwarzenegger in here. I just I just turned to a random page, Sean White, the oh, yeah. um, snowboarder. So like a couple of the questions he asked about, like what do you say to yourself before you're about to do an Olympic run? Overcoming pressure. Um just like random questions that you might want to know. So it's all successful people. So why not, you know, follow their footsteps. So tools of Titans awesome, by man. Tim Ferriss. If you missed any of these while we went through our list, we'll put them in the podcast description, the, the names of uh, each of our books. Sounds good. And Tim Ferriss, we, we know that you moved here to Austin. So if you're listening to this podcast, we'd love to have you on. Yeah, come on. If anybody that's listening knows Tim, let him know. He'll join us in our beautiful podcast studio. We also need Matthew McConaughey. He lives right around the corner. We need to get yeah. him on here. Why not? It'll happen. We have 360. We have 50 opportunities next year. That's right. He lives on Hillbilly Drive. Guys, that's it for today. We, we wanted to you. just share the love of our books. Because we love you. And hope for growth in all ways in 2020 for you. Tune in to next week. We'll have an exciting episode. we got... Eric from the Ocean Lab. Mm. He'll talk about floating. It's a float spa. They have infrared sauna. So we'll, I'm interested to learn about how all that can help kind of, you know, change your mindset or what longe- how that could play into longevity. And, yeah. Um, pumped for that. Awesome. Thanks, right. guys. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.